Hello everyone and welcome to the WDW Main Street Podcast. This podcast is being brought to you by Elite Vacation Homes. If you need a home in the Central Florida area to visit Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, or any of the other attractions in Central Florida, contact Elite Vacation Homes at EliteVacationHomes.com. show is also being brought to you by David's Vacation Club Rentals. If you want to try any of the DVC resorts for really, really good prices, staying at the Boardwalk, Old Key West, Polly, Grand Floridian, Saratoga Springs, any of the DVC resorts, contact David's at DVCByRequest.com. Show is also being brought to you by Scooter Vacations. If you need a scooter for anything in the Central Florida area, contact our friends at Scooter Vacations at scootervacations.com. And last but not least, if you need to book a trip anywhere in the world, and especially Walt Disney World, contact me at American Tourist Travel, and we will help you out with all your travel needs. So that's it, guys. We're going to hop on the train and head on over to the pub. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WDW Main Street Podcast. It's the Sunday news, and John is pulling up a car as usual. Good morning, John. Hey, but I'm not driving. I'm just parked at the Walmart parking lot because I'm taking the weekend off, Doug. <laughs> you do not deserve a weekend off, John. Nothing happened to you. Eh, nothing at all. No, no we had a uh, giant limb come down in our house and on our house yesterday morning, uh, ripped the electric out of the wall. Uh, flipped over and then crushed into my the side door of my car. Fortunately, nobody was out at the time. Like I was telling you, I, I could have been getting out of my car at that time because I sometimes I get home at 4:30 in the morning. So fortunately, I guess we were all in bed, but we all thought there was a bomb that had been dropped on the side of the house because that's what it felt like when it yanked the yanked the uh, electrical out of the house. It, it shook the entire house. So it was a it was a scary way to wake up. Oh, I bet it was, Johnny. I, I, when you texted me that yesterday, I wanted to drive down and give you a hug, but you're a little <laughs> far for that. But I felt bad, dude. I really wish I could have been there to help you yesterday. Yeah, it, uh, oftentimes it seems uh, the way it goes. You know, the harder you work, the more life just does poop at you. Oh, ain't <laughs> that the truth? And, and uh, you, I don't know. And you got a you got a car that you're happy with, and then your new now your old one gets smashed. It's like yeah. you can't win, dude. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. But I, and and at the same time, I try to put it. I try, you know, you try to keep everything in perspective, and knowing what yesterday was. And, oh, hundred percent. Yeah, and everything like that. It, it's like, why am I so upset over a stupid, you know, having to get, spend the morning taking a tree apart? So it is what it is. So, yeah. and it, yeah, I mean, so you try to keep perspective, but sometimes it it still gets to you. Yeah, so. but that's what makes you you. You're gonna go back Monday after little pissing and moaning which you deserve to do you're gonna go back to work monday and try to support your family you're gonna do what is right and that's what makes you a good person am i wrong yeah i do what i can i yep. do what i can yep well, you get up every day and you try to do the best you can and and speaking of yesterday that's what all of our wonderful first responders did i mean dude i was watching some of those kids and god bless america and that whole 9-11 thing and everybody in the twin towers it, it was it's a sad day and i was watching those kids yesterday read off their uncles and their fathers and their mothers and family members 
I I don't know how they have the strength to do it. I mean, I was choking up. Me and my Brent, me and my wife Brenda's watching this young girl read about her uncle that she never got to meet. She was like 11 years old. She was the most adorable thing, and I'm like choking up like a big old baby. Like I I couldn't imagine if we had somebody in those towers, John. How horrible that must have felt. Yeah, yeah, and, and I know I saw the the thing this week on the Today Show where they're talking about they talked to. Uh, two firemen and an uh, EMT that all their all their fathers had uh, been killed in the World Trade Towers, and all of them had fathered, followed in their father's footsteps to become New York City firefighters and stuff. And and you know, just watching that little segment, you get teared up, but they're they're stoic. So uh, oh. you know, and nobody's crying or anything. So I mm-hmm. guess it's you. I guess you, if you grew up that grew up with it, you you've unfortunately grown accustomed to it. But God bless them for uh, for following in their dad's footsteps. Uh. All the fire departments from New York City, New Jersey, and surrounding states that came and helped and volunteered and throughout the country that came. And and the police. I mean, the NYPD were in that building just as much as the fire was and controlling crowds and staying there. And they lost a lot of brothers, too. And, I mean, God bless our first responders, the ambulance workers, a lot of people, you know, all of them. I mean... It, it, it's not an easy job. I mean, uh, not everybody's doing it, John. You know what I'm saying? Again, we've talked about it. Like, today is, like, Christmas Day to me with football Sunday starting and all that. But, uh, you know, the firemen should make more than the football players, dude, and the baseball players, and, and so should the police, in my opinion. Because what they do every day, they are risking, you know, risking life and limb for, for humanity. Am I wrong? Yeah, well, Doug, when something breaks out and there's a shooting or a, a, a fire, most people run away from it and they run to it. So, you know. Yep. Nope. I think they should call LeBron and Tom up and call them first. For the money they're making, <laughs> they should come bail you <laughs> out of the house. Not not the guy making $40,000 a year or the volunteer that hops in his, his car or his truck at 3 in the morning that's volunteering for your local fire department to go save your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when they're trying to sell a hoagie, you're pissed off because they're holding up traffic. You moron. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, John? Yeah. I mean, I've seen they have the around here, I don't know if they do it down your way, the local fire departments will hold hoagie drives and stuff like that, and they'll stand at traffic lights and stuff and sell the hoagies. We buy them all the time, and they're actually usually really good hoagies, John. But you'll have people in line pissed off because the traffic's being held up because these firemen that are volunteer are trying to get a nickel or a dime to help put tires on the truck, if you understand, or feed them, you know? Yep. So Yeah, they don't do that down here. They do the fill the boot where they have the boots. Uh, yeah. They take your boots and uh, you fill them up and stuff. But I guess that hoagie idea, that must be where the firehouse sub uh, idea originated yes. in probably, yes. huh? Yeah, probably, so, yeah. Okay. Because we used to own a deli many years ago, and my cousin Brian belonged to the volunteer fire department in that in the town that we had the deli in, and it was right next door to our deli. So we used to take over a lot of the leftovers at the end of the night and give them, you know, hoagies and stuff like that. It wasn't much, but it was a help, you know what I'm saying, when those guys are there at the firehouse and stuff like that. It's like... They don't get enough credit, the local fire departments, the volunteers. I mean, those volunteers... It, most towns wouldn't have a fire department if it wasn't for the human beings that are volunteering. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. No, so if you see a guy riding with a boot, because they do that here too sometimes, John. They will do the boots, and they'll sell different odds and ends. And if you see them, just give to them. I mean, they're not doing this. They're not getting anything out of it but helping you. So, I don't know. 
But are you ready? So God bless everybody with 911, all the families and everything. I mean, it was it was it was it was sad. It was sad watching that all day yesterday. Yeah, you you know what, Doug? Um, uh, you're gonna hear uh, awful lot of uh, as we go get further and further away from it. At some point, obviously, it's gonna get talked about making 911 a federal holiday. And I'm a little leery about that because what do federal holidays do? They give people just an excuse to take the day off from work, sit at home, drink, uh, get drunk, and, and nothing. Uh, I don't have a problem <laughs> with people getting drunk, but I'm just saying. Yeah. But that's your excuse. And then all these giant corporations just to have sales, the yeah. Labor Day sale and the you know uh, the car event for Memorial Day and, mm-hmm. and the, buy your sheets and your towels are half off. Yeah. On, you know, And that's all it is is an excuse for, for giant corporate. And I, I don't want to hear – September 11th sale, you know, yeah. that just is going to be so cheesy and take away the, the, how about they do this? The how about, this is what the country should do. And, and that was one thing, like uh, the country should make, how about we make nine eleven because what it represents is all the volunteers that went in there. How about you make it volunteer your, yourself for a day? You go help somebody in need. You go help do Habitat. You sign up. How about we make it a National Volunteer Day where everybody goes and helps their community out? What would that do? How would that yeah, be, that'd, John? That'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, give us the day off, and you go maybe help pick up, clean somebody's yard or help paint somebody's house or go fix some street signs or clean your neighborhood up or wouldn't that, or go help help local uh, shelters the animal shelters help them clean out for the animals the dog the foster care how about we volunteer that way to help each other ain't that a go. good idea you got a good idea there yeah off the top of my i'm a genius john you see how quick i think of these wonderful things but and speaking of wonderful things, I, we it was sad today. Like, I, did you see my tweet yesterday about because I was because everybody remembers where they were on nine eleven. Oh you yeah, do, it's you, one of those days, absolutely. And where were you at, John? Uh, I was working. I was listening to Howard Stern in between uh, two Publixes when I was at Hagen Dazs. Okay. Uh, so I was I was driving between two Publixes and and actually listening to Howard Stern broadcast from New York City and they start and they were of all the people he was talking to Pamela Anderson. Uh, so, you know, and, oh. and you know how, how, dude, I have to say, I have to say that watching Baywalks was such a travesty. I hated seeing all those beautiful women every, I, I mean, literally, I would literally leave it on to yell at it, John saying how disgraceful this show is. I never missed an episode of how disgr- to yell at that. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. right. Her in that red bathing suit. And I was just disgusting, John, but I had to watch it to know what was going on in America. You know what I'm saying? There you go. But go ahead, Johnny. I can understand. Yeah. Uh, but, and you know how, uh, uh, kind of off-the-wall, satirical, and facetious uh, Howard Stern oh, could yeah. be. So uh, uh, for the uh, longest time, I didn't know it was serious. I didn't know it was real until they really started to, to talk about it and stuff. And then when, when I got up to the to the store, I got out, and I went into the Publix and was checking with them, and you know, there was a bunch of people crowded around the television in the back. And then I went back out, and there was one plane flying all by itself above me, and I was like, ooh. Eerie, <laughs> so, eerie. You know? Yeah, yeah. so – very eerie, man. I mean, it was scary. Yeah, I've listened to Howard a long time, and I've learned one thing about Howard. I still have his serious and all that stuff, but he might be the biggest hypocrite on the planet. So you got to take him a lot of times with a grain of salt. You yes, know? yes, you do. Yep. Yeah, but anyhow, I, me, we have said the story on here before because it also pertains to the show. But we were in Disney World, and and it's crazy that. One, that we were there at that time and it was a crazy it was the weirdest feeling that 
me and Brenda are getting ready in the morning at Riverside. I could, it's so vivid in my mind. I could see mom over on the bed, on the, on the, on the spare bed by the front door. Me and Brenda were in the dressing area getting ready in the morning, like where the bathroom area is. She's doing her hair and I'm just standing there. She just ironed a shirt for me or whatever. And we have the Today Show on. And all of a sudden, Matt Lauer goes and Katie Couric. A small plane just flew into the Trade Center. Like, they literally thought it was a little Piper Cup at yep, first. Yep, yep, yep. And then when the second one hit, they were like, oh, my God. Like, we knew right then and there. My dad was actually, it's the first time I got him. That My dad came over. And it was it was pretty, it was scary times. It really was. And it was... It was eerie, but the, the the best part of the whole thing, if I, if there was anything that was good about it, and I've told you this before on and off here, when they finally, because they shut everything down, and Disney did handle it, with they did awesome, because Disney was one of the threats, too. Oh, absolutely. Any place with that many international tourists, it was certainly uh, going to be a possible target. Yeah, so. and they even spoke about it was one of the targets that they have talked about, the Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda. And anyway, they... They, Disney handled it wonderfully. They had characters at the hotel. They did everything they could to help you out if you under, to try to make it as pleasant, the best of a bad situation. Well, then the parks opened the following day, and we went. Like, not one per. It was so weird how not one person at the park felt like a stranger to you. Everybody felt like friends and family. And John, you could hear a pin drop at the parks. Like everybody was there, and we all had this feeling that we shouldn't be here, but we're here because we're here. Yep. Yeah, because nobody could leave. The flights were closed, so you had to do. And then people have kids and children, and we're trying to make the best of a you know of a bad. You you don't know what to do. Our family was safe, but you still felt like you needed to be home. But dude, the the cast members were waving little miniature American flags. Uh, everybody was buying. Like I bought it. I still have it here. I have an American flag with Mickey hat at the house that's hanging on the wall here that I bought that year. Every everything that had anything to do with America sold out in all the parks, John. I mean, oh, it was absolutely. It was amazing, but everybody was just like it, it. Really, literally felt like a family reunion of a million people, or how many people were at the parks. You know, I'm exaggerating, a couple hundred thousand, whatever Delhi is. But nobody felt like a stranger to you. Like everybody felt like friends, family. It was it was a weird feeling. It was like a warm feeling of togetherness that this country needs right now more than ever. Like maybe hopefully this could bring everybody back to perspective a little bit and bring us a little bit back together that we shouldn't be red or blue. We should be red, white, and blue. We should all be together. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, that was September 12th of 2001. And here we are 20 years later, even divided more than ever. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that, that great feeling lasted like a month or so, two months. And then all of a sudden it just all dissipated and we all hate each other again. Yeah. I mean, now, I mean, you you have an American flag or you're wearing American flag outfits or stuff like that. You get certain looks like you you feel like you're wrong for representing your country, if you understand what I'm saying, John. It's just it's very sad right now. I remember driving around and like we went back to the union or back to work or whatever. All the pickup trucks had American flags on them in the back windows. I remember even my little S10. I had two little American flags that I put in the back window. You know, we were all trying to be as supportive as we could. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so. and, and stuff like that ebbs and flows. I mean, yeah. because, you know, growing up in the 80s, uh, especially around where I was in Florida, we were very supportive of the military. But then mm-hmm. at the time when I was in the military, um, and I, I hate to disparage New Jersey, but <laughs> we didn't get a whole lot of love. I mean, uh, uh, the, the towns around my base, when we'd go out, uh, 
basically uh it was not a welcome welcoming area for uh for people and and i can understand you know you're a bunch of uh uh young dudes uh probably some of them out to cause trouble and all of them out to drink so mm. you know i understand but at the same time uh, uh not of all, all of us were troublemakers so no well our whole uh you know I, I I won't get into the state or whatever like that, but I've always been 100% pro-military myself. You know, my father was in, my grandfather, you understand what I'm saying? So, yeah. I, I mean, I had epilepsy so I as a child, so I could never do, if you understand what I'm saying, because I even talked to when I was in high school, now how they come to the school. And because I had epilepsy as a kid, they, they said I could not join at that time or even yep. think about it, so... But I'm pro 100% military, and so God bless everybody, all those first responders. And this is supposed to be a Disney show, and that was a little bit about <laughs> Disney. But well, let's all right, let's move on to peas and carrots favorite section of the uh, football is back, baby. Yes, and to combine the two, take your hats off. T- you know, take your hats off to. Well, now I lost my train of thought, John. You made me. Would you start screaming, Pat? You remember uh, the dude from uh, the Arizona car, Pat Tillman? Yeah, uh, yeah. Football starts today, and that made me think of Pat Tillman because that man gave up his career to serve in the military because of 9/11. Yeah. So, uh, we're ready for some football. Uh, thank Pat Tillman for his service and his family. And are you ready? You're 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 Patriots with Tommy uh, to start. I mean, you're not your Pat. Your Buck started off with a win. John. Did you did you tell me my Patriots? What in the world? Come yeah, on. I meant to say your Bucks, your Pat, your Bucks. You know, I hate both of them now that Tommy's. Uh, did I say that out loud, John? I'm sorry, but no. Uh, you, listen uh, to this. No, I was actually happy because I can't stand the Cowboys. So I was happy to see Tommy. Uh, I have to take my hat off to the man. 44 years old, still playing like that? Yeah, I don't get it, dude. He made a deal with somebody. What do you think? So, you know, playing great at 44 and kicking the Cowboys' butt, what was your thought on Brady? Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, four turnovers, a gajillion flags against the Bucks defense, and they still managed to pull out the win. Uh, so if you can win playing that sloppy, uh, you you obviously got a pretty good quarterback, and uh, they gave him way too much time at the end of the end of the game. You give uh, Tom Brady ninety seconds at the end of the game. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that, might as well sign your death warrant. It's over. Yeah. yeah. Now, the only play I will say is you you guys you guys should have the two turnovers. Uh, one was Fournette's fault. That, I mean, that was a yeah. Brady's interception, and the hail mary is a hail mary. That, that's not an interception. I mean, that's just a, a chance in the dark. So, but the, yeah, but look, that could. But that goes to show you how much the whole world bows at Sir Brady. It's the first time ever I've heard on the broadcast they're going, yeah, I don't think Hail Mary should be a count as interceptions against the quarterback. (laughs) So then the touchdown shouldn't count either if he throws it. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop. It it is an interception. It is an interception. I get what you're trying to say because – there's a good chance it's going to be. Well, then don't give the quarterback the credit if he throws a touchdown on a Hail Mary. Do you, what do you think, John? Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't hear that comment. So, But, yeah, I mean, anyhow, if you know anything about football and you're looking – sure, the statistics may tell you that, but you know as a football fan it doesn't yes. mean the same thing. So, I it, mean. But the bottom line is, but then if they, they throw the interception, it don't count. They throw the touchdown. Did you see the precision – 
the way Brady dropped the ball directly out of the air, there was eight guys there, and that ball landed, like, right there. But now it's an interception. It's like it shouldn't count against Tom Tom. Tom Tom don't deserve the interception. The other thing I will say is, and I'm so glad Tampa Bay won. I was rooting for him. But Chris Godwin got away with a pass interference that was ridiculous along the sidelines. He literally stiff-armed that dude and pushed him off for that reception at the end of that game. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. He got yeah. away with one, but we got yeah. called a gajillion times for stuff that I didn't see. So, you know, yeah. it is what it is. But so. usually you're playing the team that gets all the calls. It was nice to see a team playing the Cowboys that actually got the same amount of calls. Because usually when America's team plays, they get all the calls. Yes, yes, yes. So it was nice so. to see it. It was Tom Brady versus America's team, so the calls were – I'm surprised the refs even showed up. There shouldn't have been any penalties at all in that game. No, yeah. Doug, the refs have to show up. They're the they're the third team out there all the time because I swear they love to be in the center of attention. So yeah, well, it is referees are or just yeah. and they take forever to review calls and uh-huh. I mean they slow the game down so freaking much. But. Well, I seen the phone call. I seen the bat phone on the sidelines. Yes, yes, yeah. Tommy's on a game winning drive. Flags stay in pockets. Only flags on defense. Break. Okay, guys. Here we go. I, I knew you would still call that that one flag. You know, all the bogus. Oh, I knew I would get. Dude, I'm trying to fire you and Judith up. Stop uh, it. Uh, I just I mean, started off. The one. The one I, call. Uh-huh. It was pass interference. I, I'll tell you what. Watch yeah. the Eagles game today, and I'll be 100% dead straight with you. But anywho. They played great. I was happy they won. I start off saying Tom Brady at 44 is great. He made a deal with somebody. How much more do you want me to go shine his shoes? <laughs> Stop. Right, it's well, about as on. much How as your Gators yesterday, huh? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, we got they... a quarterback controversy in Gainesville. I'll tell you that. So. Yeah. Well, he looked pretty good though. The one kid. Though uh, Emory Jones threw two interceptions in the third quarter. Um, AR-15 now, Anthony mm. Richardson, he looked fantastic. He, he was – Doug, uh, these stats, three for three, two touchdowns, 152 yards in the air, and 115 yards on the ground. Mm. How, how do you play the position better? Is it possible to play the position better? I don't think so. Dude, so I, he could have had three – I don't know why there's a controversy. He, he could be starting. He could have had three touchdowns with three yeah, passes. I guess. Stop yeah, it, dude. Been three for three. In yes, he was only eighty percent or what seventy sixty six percent or whatever the heck it was. Oh um, my! And they played very well. I flipped back and forth while I was refinishing some furniture, making some furniture out in the shop. I got that end table done for my wife. Yeah, I saw the pictures. It looked very nice. Thank you, sir. And uh, I had the football. I don't know if you looked down in the corner of the picture. I was laughing when I looked at it. I have the game on. I think your Gator. Your Gators game might be on in that screen there. Hey, wait. So I had the, uh, the iPad out there watching the games in the morning, and then I came in at 3.30 and turned the Penn State game on, and my Nittany Lions look fantastic again. They got a couple. Yeah, they got yeah. a nice running back and this wide receiver, Dobbins. I mean, that kid, he's like – he reminds you of a little bit of – little bigger version of Tariq Hill. He's like a human joystick out there. I mean, it's one of those guys that he makes a 10-yard run and makes 11 people miss. <laughs> If you understand what I'm saying, <laughs> yep, yep. You know, zigzag, zigzag, but now, uh, now, so I'm ready for my birds, and hopefully Jalen Hurts uh, has a great game. The great thing about this year is I have no expectations, John. 
Yeah, yeah. It, you know, sometimes it, it's a relief, you know, yeah. and, and and it is what it is. Yeah, and, uh, it seems like most teams have to go through a rebuild every once in a while. It is what it is. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, well, speaking of fantasy football and stuff, my God, I'm cr- I'm getting crushed. I have I had Mike Evans and the Bucks defense start, so mm. I've got two point four points out of out of two players. So no. just atrocious. I have I have Mike Evans in my dynasty league and. Watching every throw to him, uh, Diggs from the Cowboys would make a launching dive and stick a fingertip on it to deflect yeah. it the entire game. Yeah, it's miraculous, miraculous plays. Yeah, it's the only coverage they made was on him. And in, uh, in two of the three times, he was wide open. Would he probably have gone to one for a touchdown if, if it would have gone yeah, in? Yeah, I, I remember that one. You're right. You're yep. right. It sure would have. Yep. If he was wide open. Uh-huh. So. He beat the crap out of him, and the dude made a great diving play. And it, 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 that's it, it, Mike Evans next week will score two touchdowns because Brady's the type that he likes to keep everybody involved. So I think Bra- Evans will have a good week next week. It's just not helping you this week, John. No, no, that didn't help the Bucks defense. Uh, they allowed, they allowed Zach, Dak Prescott to do whatever he wanted to pretty much yeah. against them. So, yeah, that was atrocious. Uh, but on my other league, I do have Tom Brady. And he got me 30 points. There so you I'm, go. I'm looking good over there, but on our yeah. league, ugh, yeah, well, nasty. Evan's beating the snot out of me already. So yeah, yeah, well, we'll see. I haven't had any players play yet in my other two leagues. My main league, uh, the guy who I'm playing, my buddy Joey, he had a, he had a bunch of players. He had Chris Godwin and the Tampa Bay kicker, so he started off really well. No, so it, it's going to be a very interesting season, and I can't wait. Uh, and John, you got new uh, fingertip. Now you got to put your fingerprints back down at Walt Disney World. Yeah, I think the last time I went in the park, it had already uh, started that again. So, but uh, you knew they were going to come back to this eventually because yeah, there were a lot of people uh, using everybody else's passes. Of course there were. Uh, so, uh, fingerprint scanners are back at Walt Disney World theme park main entrances after being suspended due to the risk of COVID-19 transmission. Scanners have been reintroduced at Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Epcot, Magic Kingdom in the past couple of weeks. Fingerprint scanners are designed to prevent multiple people from using the same ticket form of ticket fraud that Disney is keen to avoid. You think? Uh, when the parks reopened from the COVID-19 shutdown last year, all fingerprint scanners were covered and not used to avoid the possibility of contamination on the scanner surfaces. So. Yeah, and, and I can't blame them for this. I'm all for it. Yeah, nobody should be lying about somebody else's ticket. It's just, it's just wrong. And uh, if prices are high, you know, and you're doing that, you have nobody to blame but yourself. But they would raise them anyway, but I'm behind this. You shouldn't. I mean, I don't. I would I would never have the audacity or the you-know-whats, the cojones, to go in under somebody else's name. Would you? No, I don't even think I did this when I was a kid. Um, and, I, I, well, actually, I don't even remember if the scanners were there when you were a kid. No, at one time. It seems like our passes had pictures on them or something. Mm. That's, I can't remember, but there was a way that they, they tried to, to stop you from doing it uh, then. But, no, uh, everywhere has it, as far as I know. SeaWorld, Universal, Bush Gardens, all of them have fingerprint scanners. So you yeah, have to see, be who you say you are. See, I'm one of these people that has uh, – I'm, I'm a karma kid. I truly believe – like, I remember before we left to go to Walt Disney World, and I've done this probably 30 times in the past 10, 15 years – the target carts are weird, and the way things can fall down the sides of them, sometimes you'll miss things. They'll stick into this one spot. Well, I before we flew down to see you guys on the last trip, I got they have Dramamine 
has this it's or it's an organic like Dramamine it's 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 not it's it's all ginger so it's really you don't have to worry about drowsiness or anything like that or you can have a drink with it you understand what I'm saying John and you could you could still be normal so I bought this Dramamine that's ginger based tablets and it fell down the side I get out to the car it's only like three four dollars for this I get out in the cart, I'm unloading the cart, and there's the Dramamine. And the guy who I'm walking, the guy standing next to me putting the cart away, he goes, I can't believe you're, I go, I got to take this back in. And I go, I didn't pay for it. He goes, it's only a couple bucks. I said, dude, my whole life, if anything happens today, it's going to be because I stole this Dramamine. <laughs> You gotta be careful with that karma stuff. So. And that's just how I am, dude. Like we've done it so many times where I've gone back in where something slid down or something fell down and I didn't see it and returned it. And I'd be the same way. Like anything that happened that day at the park was because I went in under somebody else's name. If a ride broke down and somebody got hurt, it would have been my fault because I cheated the park <laughs> that day. <laughs> you know, that's just how I think, John. Yeah. Uh, we all got to do this one day, John. Menus announced for return of Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Classic this fall. I would love to go to this. What about you? Yeah, yeah, and it, it sounds like a good time, and, and you don't have to worry about, I mean, once you pay the price, you're done. You know, you're not dragging your your uh, card or your wallet out every time to, to buy another 5 or $6 item. You pay the one price, you're done, and then your hotel room is steps away. You can say you can pretty much drink all you want, so, yeah, you could definitely have a good time. Now, one of the things I heard is is they allow a lot of people in, but it isn't uh, over the top. Like, they give you the room, so it isn't like they're overbooking it, if you get what I'm saying. There's just enough to make it festive, but you can get everything you want to eat. Yeah, so. yeah, I've heard the same thing. I've heard it's, it's – it's, I wouldn't say crowded, but it's – it's you know, there's a lot of people there, but it – and. And how do you say this delicately? Well, I guess the, the best way to say it is everybody's there to eat. So yeah. everybody's there to eat and drink and, and enjoy themselves. So there's no people running around trying to get the soaring at the same time that you're just trying to get the, the grilled mai mai. Yeah. You know? So it's it's more of a – it's everybody is there because they're a foodie nut. So, you know. And uh, let's, let's take a look at some of the not- notable new dishes on the menu this year. Grilled mai mai with Tuscan kale, toasted frigola, sarda, and Spanish caper sauce. Uh, from the new place, the Salon Reserve, uh, croquettes, fired smoked ham and cheese dumpling with cilantro crema from Fredo's Kitchen. Uh, Fredo? Wonder. Freda. Oh, Freda. my goodness. I wonder if they like serving in a little boat. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Brian Dale black pepper and glotti with grilled wilted sweet onion, eggplant, tomato petals, crispy pancetta, and nuja vinaigrette from Il Molino. Bourbon apples, caramelized apples, bourbon, vanilla, ice cream, caramel, whipped ganache, almond pound cake, honey, granola crumble from the Swan and Dolphin pastry team. That sounds pretty tasty. Absolutely. And then returning favorites include, John? Uh, Roasted Lynn's Heritage Black Angus Beef Tenderloin with mashed taters, roasted carrots, and holiday sauce from Chula Steakhouse. I think just Uh, parked me in front of that one right there. Oh, 100%. I could see Johnny with a nice beer and 12 of them before the night's out. man. Uh, vegetarian rice bowl with roasted organic vegetable seasoned sushi rice, curry sauce, and tempura crunch from Cabana. Dragon sushi roll from Kimonos. Traditional earth-based Kalua pork, the pig in the poke. Yu Chen's Shanghai dumpling at Chinatown. And poutine with Yukon gold fries, house gravy, and cheddar cheese curds from the beer garden. Dude, Did somebody say beer garden? Oh, Johnny's in love with this joint. I'll tell you what, I could just eat those uh, six all night long and call it a day, dude. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty much good with that Shula Steakhouse and the uh, poutine. I, I don't know if I need to go anywhere else. Dude, but if you look at this poutine and do, are you looking at the pictures of the smoked pork belly, how decadent and how beautiful does that look, John? It looks awesome, doesn't it? That looks uh, quite beautiful, for a, especially for a poutine, right? Yeah, <laughs> and the, I mean, the poutine looks like a work of art, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. And, I mean, poutine's basically your sloppy french fries with brown gravy and cheese curds. So to make it look pretty is pretty nice. It so. says the, the, the event will take place outdoors, and the Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Classic offers guests unlimited tasting at more than 20 food stations featuring culinary selections from the hotel award-winning restaurant and more than 100 beverages, John. I, I, I'll Ooh. tell you what. I, I mean, I, I know it's probably going to be a hundred and some dollar. I don't see the price here. It's it's, it's uh, paged it up. Event only tickets, one sixty-five per person. That, but I'll tell you what. That would be that would be worth it to me, John. If you're there for the day, I mean, trying all this stuff, it would be a nice event. You know what? What I honestly wish they would offer, though, um, and the one sixty-five, I actually would probably be happy. I, I don't know if I'd be happy, but I could. I could see myself paying that for me because I'm going to try a bunch of the wines and a bunch of the beers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I wish they had a non-drinking version because uh, the at least probably eighty bucks of that is for alcohol, and Lisa just isn't going to try a single one. So that would be a waste. So. Now, is it a two? You get is it per night, or do you get the two-day event for that? I don't know. On this, it just says event only tickets. So I'm, I'm yeah, thinking I think that it's might. Two, I'm thinking it's two days, John. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I have to. We we'll have to double check into this. I will have to call the Swan and Dolphin because it doesn't say here in this reporting. But it would be. And you're right. They should have a non-alcoholic one. They give you a bracelet where you can't drink or. I mean, but you know the idiots will you know hand their girl a sip or a husband a sip. You know the deal with that. Yeah. And and unfortunately, that's why. I haven't been to any of these craft beer things down here and all that type of stuff because Lisa would be happy to go with me and just mm. wander around, but uh, they don't sell non-drinking options. So Now, I'll tell you what, like the all these, every one of them look decadent and awesome. I mean, it really looks nice. I bet you, I mean, and if you, if you really think about it, it doesn't cost you any more than doing food and wine in a day. Food and wine in a day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, we've probably spent that much, especially when I'm buying alcohol. No, but, no doubt I spent one sixty-five on me. So. Yeah, but get my logic here. As far as one day event, I mean, if you're only getting a one day ticket for Epcot, that's one hundred and twenty dollars, yeah. and you're going to spend forty dollars in food, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doug, I, I actually pulled it up, and so you just buy whatever day you want, and it's one sixty-five. And then a seventeen dollar and twenty four cent service fee, so or a twelve dollar service fee, so it ends up being one seventy four twenty four for just just the uh, one day, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. So. Well, you get to eat and drink for four hours. Yeah, yeah, not a not a bad deal. So you you, you so. have to stay there to get the worth out of it, because I'd have to have. You know, five or six Bud Lights to make it worth it, John. <laughs> yeah, but um bump. Uh, yeah. But anyhow, you get my point. I you definitely, me and Brenda would get a room for the week, a room for a couple nights during that weekend. And I think it, if you didn't go to the park and just did this event, I think it would be a nice night. Oh, I wouldn't go to the park at all. I'd just sit there. Maybe and when you're done, walk over, watch a. Um, well, I was going to say Illuminations, but yeah, I guess not. So, you just ruined the whole flow. Yeah, yeah, you just ruined the whole flow, John. <laughs> 
But anywho, what else do we have here, John? Here's some good news for Doug. I know this is going to make you so happy. Walt Disney World's mobile ordering <laughs> expands to sweet shops. Mobile ordering at Walt Disney World will soon be expanding to include sweet shops in addition to existing quick service restaurants. Using My Disney Experience, you can just tap order food, select your arrival time, and bypass the line to pick up your treats. Locations include the Candy Cauldron at Disney Springs, Caramel Kush uh, at Epcot, uh, Zuri's Sweet Shop at Animal Kingdom, and Goofy's Candy Company, also located at Disney Springs. In addition, Main Street, oh, there's Doug's place, uh, confectionery will also join mobile order when it reopens later this year. Uh, eligible merchandise discounts also apply when you use a mobile order service at these locations. Add your valid annual pass holder or Disney Vacation Club membership is affiliated to your Disney account, and your discount will be applied. Uh, uh, this is... This, to me, is like when the Cowboys walk out on the field in Lincoln Financial Field as an Eagles fan. Boo! (laughs) Boo! Boo! (laughs) I mean, come on, man. I want to go to the candy shop. I want to stand there and look at the the counter. I want to talk to the wonderful people that are working there, and I want to order food. I don't... I don't, when I, dude, one of the best parts about going to Main Street Confectioner or any of these candy sweet shops is looking at the whole case and deciding what you want. How do you decide what you want before you get there when there's like 40 things in a case? Does it look the same? Does it ever look, it's kind of like I watch YouTube videos of Walt Disney World every day. We record the show and multiple times during the week. No matter how many times I watch these ride shows or whatever, it's never the same as when you see it in person. Am I wrong? No, no, it's always a better experience when you do it yourself. Exactly. So when I'm looking at sweets, I don't want to look on the phone and look at a caramel apple. I want to see how that caramel apple... And then the other thing is, and you know this a lot of times, John, depending on when it's made or how it's made, it look, it, this is the perfect one they got the picture of. I want to see what it actually looks like inside of the, uh, in the, in the cabinet. Am I wrong? Yeah, I'm just thinking when I go to the French bakery in France, and I know what I'm getting just about every time I go in there. I'm getting at least a lobster bisque in the bread bowl, and then I'm probably getting the croque monsieur, the grilled cheese with ham. But I want to look at all the pastries before. Yes. <laughs> I don't even order them. I just want to look at them. So, exactly. But, I mean, that's, that's us, other people in a rush, you know? No, so. other people don't know how to enjoy the moment. The kid, the younger generation today is like in the f- – Dude, I'm walking through the uh, store the other day, and I'm watching a father and son, and his couple sons. At, I'm at Home Depot, and the father's trying to explain to them about what he's buying, and they could not take their freaking faces out of the phone. I was like, they're, I think they were going to build themselves a deck. Oh, I was overhearing it. And they had no way. They're, they're like in their teens. They're 14, 15, 14, between the two of them, 14, 16 years old. And if I'd have been their dad, I'd have grabbed them phones and stuck them in my back pocket, and they wouldn't have seen them the rest of the day. It's, it's just like too much, man. And I, John, I love my phone as much as the neck. We're doing a podcast. I am into technology. I have to do every time Tomato needs something done, I'm on the, I have to do it for him. But the bottom line is be in the moment a little bit, John. One of the most exciting times for me in my life is – Going to that Main Street confectionery or to the Main Street bakery and mom and me and dad and all of us are there. You know, you're getting a treat for the night or looking at it. Ain't that part of the excitement of, of the moment of being there? Yeah, and Doug, you know, uh, when I first started, uh, uh, was transferred over to buses, um, we had talked about how I'm going to have more of a chance to, uh, to interact with guests and stuff like that. And to your point, not so much. You know, no. I, I pull up there and uh, I've got five minutes before I leave. Unless I make a point of interrupting or, or, and at times, I guess, appearing rude to go talk yeah. to somebody, 
I leave them alone because their their feet their faces are so full in that that uh, phone that I feel awkward of uh, talking to them, you know. And that's everybody that gets on. So I mean, I had mine. I took some pictures last trip, but ninety percent of the time, John, I wasn't. I didn't want to be in it. I want to look at like like I'm watching a video right now. They're walking through Toy Story, like the new entrance into Toy Story. How you're outside with the you have the army man with the plane, the the wooden plane. You know what I'm talking about, John? That he's throwing and like I'm watching kids when we and Brenda's there, like walking right by all this. Like, what's the point of even being here if you're not looking yep. at the beautiful lamps and the grass and the, and the, and the ball, the beach balls and all that stuff, the the tinker toys and all that? I mean, like, what is the experience, John? And and, and Disney constantly keeps pushing you to want to be in your phone even more. Am I wrong? Uh, yeah, and certain things, and then uh, other things, and not so much. But um, but it, with me, Doug. It's like, uh, okay, instead of looking up which resort to uh, to walk to Disney Springs from, maybe I ought to ask the bus driver. Maybe he knows. Yes. You know, maybe instead of uh, looking up uh, what people think of the bread service at Sanaa, ask me. Yes. <laughs> I'm a wealth of knowledge over here, folks. Yes. I mean, I, I, I know a lot about Walt Disney World. I mean, maybe some of the other bus drivers aren't as informed as I am, but I do. So, and. And I hear people looking stuff up, and I'm like, oh, God, you're just getting the wrong information. And like I said, I, I think I told you I had people on my bus last week that had taken the bus to Coronado Springs in anticipation of walking to Disney Springs from Coronado <laughs> Springs. You ain't going to do it. it wrong it, yeah, Springs. Gonna, yes, Saratoga wrong... Springs, yeah, so not Coronado. Yeah, but. you're at the wrong Springs, people. Uh, Disney World operating hours released through November again. So if you guys want to make those reservations, go check out the park hours. I'll tell you what, this uh, it does look beautiful, John. Scaffling down at the Be Our Guest restaurant reveals Beast Castle that looks better than ever, and it really does. It looks beautiful up there with all the trees and everything, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks great, and uh, that is one of the best, uh, uh, newest versions of your Force Perspective that uh, that is out of. Walt Disney World, you know, I mean, uh, yeah. you look at that, it, off, it honestly does look off in the distance, it's a massive castle, so yes. we, we all pretty much know it's not really, so. And I would great. give anything to climb up that turret and walk my, well, climb those rocks and try to get up to that castle, John, you think I'd get in trouble? You might, you might, that'd be one of your, one of your uh, things worth getting kicked out of Disney World for, would it? No, it wouldn't, but it would be nice to see it up close. <laughs> I would like to get in there. I wonder if there's any behind-the-scenes tours that take you up around that. Uh, I don't think so, because even there, working there late at night and stuff like that, I've never ever actually seen anybody working up there. Mm. So, yeah, I don't think there's much of much scaffold or much uh, pathways up there. So, Like, why is the D23 Expo still in Anaheim, John? I was wondering that myself when I saw the story. I, I don't even, I'm not even reading it. Bite me, Anaheim. <laughs> he didn't mean that, Robbie. He didn't mean that. No, I love Robbie. I'm just, my point is, they, they, they like push this D23 for everybody to buy it. And Walt Disney World has a ton of fans too. I don't understand why they keep, they don't, now they just move 7,000 of their employees to Florida, but it ain't good enough to hold the, the D23 convention. Not to mention that there might be some kind of, 50 or something yeah. going on at Walt Disney World this year, you know? Maybe yeah. now would be the time to celebrate Walt Disney World no. as opposed to just, I don't know. I don't no. know. They're, no, they're seriously, it, seriously in love with California. No, so. it's just they don't want to get their lazy butts, the corporate part of the company, don't want to go to yeah. Florida. That's all it is. Chapey Chapek wants to just be able to walk out his door and ride his, uh, you know, his, 
his Porsche Carrera over there and, you know, charge everybody a gazillion dollars to see him on top of everything. So, I mean, so I don't know. I just don't even want to talk. But lampposts turn gold on Main Street USA, John. They look beautiful. What our show, yeah. what our show, uh, what our little show emblem, our little show mascot was all designed after the lamppost at Walt Disney World. Yeah, yeah, lampy. So. Yeah. It's going to turn gold. So, Yeah, I, I haven't seen it yet, and I don't know if they're going to do it. Uh, I wish they would because I thought it was a cool idea. Disneyland, for their 50th, they on all the original attractions, they had taken one vehicle out of it and painted it gold as, as just for a celebration of the 50th. But I don't, I haven't heard any rumors of that happening at uh, at uh, Disney World. So, no, we shall see. They and that might cost a couple dollars more than the budget for Bob's airplane. But I'll tell so, you what, so, these lamps look beautiful, and so does the Citizen Clock. I like the Citizen Gold Clock on Main Street, John. Yeah, yeah, it all looks uh, real elegant, and uh, and it still fits in the theme, you know, even with a different color, it still looks good. So it's foo enough for uh, for uh, Judith. I think there it's right go. up there. Yeah. So I was backstage at Epcot this week doing the employee shuttle, and by the way, I, it it wasn't bad this week. I was uh, I dropped a lot of people off in the morning, and uh, we're definitely. I don't think there are college kids are back yet, but they're definitely hiring people to work in the countries that actually speak the language and stuff. So uh, I'm driving. My wife know, has a half, has to have a hot Italian to serve at Tutu Gusto. Come on. <laughs> uh, so I'm leaving cab services and I hear, uh, I, I'm hearing Italian, French uh, and uh, Spanish. Well, of course I hear Spanish all the time, but it's still, you hear French and, uh, and Italian and Japanese all at the same time in the bus. It's really cool. So uh, it was enjoyable. But I'm driving back from we dropped everybody. I drop everybody off, and I'm driving back from Westgate back to Cast Services. Westgate's up there by Spaceship Earth, and I pick up one security guard, and I'm taking her to IG International Gateway, and I pass a, a truck, a flatbed truck, and there's tarps over these vehicles, and I look at them and I go, ooh, ooh. That's Guardians of the Galaxy vehicle, <laughs> and so I, I tell the, the, the woman, you know, the woman security, and she goes, oh. <laughs> ah, I guess I'm the only Disney geek back here. That's fine. <laughs> so, uh, I, was yeah. so, I was so jazzed. Uh, and and again, that goes to how much we love the place that we that I bitch and moan about so much. But I would give anything to see those cars. And the other, she couldn't give a, a rat's turn. <laughs> no, it's sad, dude. But I can't wait to see the park in all its glory. I really can't. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's going to be beautiful. So, I've got to get uh, sooner or later back out there to enjoy something. Uh, I haven't been out to have fun at Disney in probably six months. So, yeah, since we were there together. Yeah. Well, you much. had you had your little weekend. That was about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and that was just basically Epcot eating. So. Yeah. Well, ain't nothing wrong with that, John. <laughs> Come on now. I haven't had no Epcot eating in a while, buddy. Yeah, that's uh, true. That's true. Mickey and Minnie Mouse are two of the first Disney Fab Fifty. Golden character sculpture now on display. You got Minnie Mickey. It looks like Pluto and Goofy. And uh, what is it? Uh, the two squirrels there, John. Uh, Chippendale. Chippendale. My, my. They're, not, they're not squirrels. They're chipmunks. Oh, come there's on. one. Well, as big as these are, they look like squirrels, too. <laughs> they're giant squirrels. They got uh, Daffy and Daisy Duck out there already. And... Uh, the 50-character the 50, the 50 list includes Timon and Puma, 
will be revealed on July 20th. Nemo and Dory, Simba, Bambi and Thumper, at Hollywood Studios Enda Mode, Enda Mode, Edna, Edna Mode, Edna Mode, Joe Gardner, Bo Peep and Woody, R2, is this R2-D2 or D2-R2, John? R2-D2. Okay, I'm just messing with you. Edna Mode, again, Flounder and Sebastian, BB-8, the best of all the droids, BB-8's the man, John. He's worthless. <laughs> nah, man. Uh, Frozone. Uh, Dante. This is at Epcot. Figment, our buddy Dave's favorite. Olaf, which I love. I love me some Olaf. Rocket and, Rocket and Groot. They're going to be awesome, John. Miguel. Yes. And Hee Hee and Pua. And then the Magic Kingdom. Mickey Mouse, Goofy. Lumiere and Cogsworth. Daisy Duck. Winnie the Pooh and Piglet. Ch- Cheshire Cat. Dude, I don't care. Out of all the Disney characters, that I cannot get an Alice in Wonder. That that movie freaked me out. I I, I, I just I don't like it. Do you? I haven't seen it in a long time, so I really can't uh, say anything about it. I, I know uh, Cheshire Cat's one of Lisa's favorite characters, but yeah, it freaks yeah, I don't me think out. Dude, one of us watched the movie in forever. So. Dude, I watch that movie. I feel like I'm drinking, and I never was, and I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. I mean that that worm dude. He's definitely smoking on something. So, how, how do they have this? Hey, John, do you have the do you have this opened up? Yeah. Do you see how they have Donald Duck spelled? It could get me in trouble. <laughs> I mean, and everybody wonders why I stumble sometime over here, John. Now, if I read that on the air, do you think I'd get in a little trouble if I called him that? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Just yeah. say Donald Duck. Yeah, so. Donald Duck. I mean, now if I wasn't a Disney fan, I'd just be reading this. Cheshire Cash, <laughs> Donald Hoo-Hoo, Donald Duck, <laughs> Mad Hatter, Orange Bird, Dumbo and Timothy, Chip and Dale, Stitch, Abu, Gus and Jock, uh, Minnie Mouse, Pinocchio, Tink, and Lady in the Tramp. So I guess uh, our friend uh, from over at Splash Mountain is not coming back. Brer Rabbit. Yeah, I don't, I don't see him. No, it's a shame. As he's like a, he's part of that park, dude. I love, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't, I love that ride. I don't see anything wrong with it, but that's just me. The ride itself was nothing but joy and fun to me. What about you? Uh, it, I don't know if it, 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 I wouldn't say it's, it's racial, but it's certainly stereotypical. Um, so and I can understand how it can make some people, I mean, even thinking about some of the comments that I've heard while waiting in line for it. And I can understand how some people would find it offensive, I suppose, because it, it, it is very stereotypical and it, it mm-hmm. shows a, a way of living that, that was many, uh, I wouldn't say promotes uh, promote slavery, but certainly made it appear as if it was, everybody there was happy and peaceful. <laughs> you oh, know, so. Well, then then Pinocchio should do away with the Indian scenes and Pocahontas should go away. It's all part of our history. I, I don't think the ride, I thought the ride was just fun. I'd never even yeah, seen was. that it because was. I'm not for any of that. I'm for everybody love each other, but I, I'm going to miss that ride. I wish they would have just made a ride, a new ride for the Princess and the Frog and left that alone. That's just me. I And I hope, I hope to God that they give that ride the, the, how can I put it? They honor it the way they should. If they do Princess and the Frog, they better not do the half-butt job that they did on Frozen, in my opinion. Yeah, that's the thing. And I wouldn't even say Frozen. I would say the 
I, I don't. I, I haven't ridden it, so I don't know about it. But just looking at it, the the California version of Tower of Terror with mm. the overlay with the uh, the uh, 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 Guardians of the Galaxy. To me, that kind of looks cheesy. I don't. I don't know. You know, and I, I think the ride itself is actually pretty cool inside. Mm. But the outside, it looks kind of goofy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I'm hoping they don't do something like that. No, well, I hope they give Princess and the Frog and and the what Splash Mountain was for it was all the work that went into all the animatronics and all that. If you want to do away with all that, I'm just praying to God that they don't. I hope they change the animatronics into something that represents a Princess and the Frog, and it and that show going through because I, I the whole time you were smiling with the the music and all. Am I wrong? Like how do you do? Like it was you were uplifted in there most of it. Am I wrong? Oh no, it's very happy, happy songs. Exactly. So my point is, I hope they don't just do the map overlays like we're afraid yeah, they're going to yeah, do. Exactly. Yeah. And just call it a day, John, because yeah, you're going to have fun because it is a flume ride. But I hope they give it, do that ride justice to how great it's been over all the years and redo it the way they should. That's just me. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, construction walls down around Main Street Confectionery. Oh my God, I love the confectionery. It's like such a tradition. Just smelling the, smelling that store as you're walking into the park, John. Yeah, I always like smelling it, but I think that's honestly one place I've never been in Magic Kingdom. You never walk through the doors? No, I don't think so. Oh. I, I think every time I've I've been to the Magic Kingdom, we're usually uh, wandering, and and it's right down there at the end, right? So we usually make that left to go towards Adventureland. And, uh, no, it's at the corner. beginning. No, it's oh, right at the beginning. Well, no, the confectionery, no, as soon yeah. as you walk in the there park. There you go, see? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> sad. As soon as you go past, uh, what, Tony's Town Square, it's the very first yeah. store on the right-hand side. Like Brenda and me, 97, the very first trip, we walked in there, and that's when they had, I call them the Willy Wonka conveyor belts, the trolleys, the the very original Skyway in the sky. You know, and they had the the candy bars would literally run around a track on the ceiling john with like skyliners but they'd have candy in these little buckets they were gold buckets that it rode all around the ceiling john it was the most amazing it was beautiful and it was one of the things that made me fall in love with disney world i like it was it was you felt like you were part of willy wonka's chocolate factory in this little tiny (laughs) confectionery store so i I, I'm so glad it's open, and, and that me and Brenda, every single trip that that has been opened, out of 50, 60 trips, I'd say if we've been 60 times, 58 of them, the very first thing we walked through was the confectionery. That's it's tradition for us. We don't always we don't buy stuff. I just have to walk through there and look at everything. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I honestly think I don't think we've ever been in there, and that's odd because. Uh, especially when JJ was young, he of course was uh, a candy kid. Yeah. Uh, so we usually pick him up some candy at some point. So I'm surprised we never went in there and bought him stuff. Uh, beautiful so. store, John. The way it's laid out, like the gold case, it was actually it was beautiful. I mean, it's a beautiful place. It really. You need to go in it when it. <laughs> you won't miss it. Like the the the, the trolleys in the air, the uh, skyliners, the candy, but. I do, but you'll see the decor. It's really a beautiful story. You need to go in and check it out just for the, the architecture of it. All right. All right. Uh, Cali River Rapids closing for six weeks for refurbishment. Do we really care? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's, such a, it's such a disappointing flu, uh, raft ride. Yeah. I mean, there, there's there's two better ones in Orlando even so yeah and yeah and you have to be prepared to get soaked to, to ride any of them and half of people don't want to get wet so yeah 
Yeah, the new one at the water park that Disney has is even better now. Yeah, and uh, the one at SeaWorld's better than longer, and the one at uh, Universal is fantastic. Um, so, and it's it's much longer. And I don't, I mean, it the ride is it is what it is, but it's very short for a, a, a raft ride like this. So, so do you think they're going to put in a John? They're doing a lengthy refurbishment on our stupid Yeti. Do you think they're just putting new disco lights in him, or do you think they might fix them? It's going to be a multi-month refurbishment. And what I don't understand is, and this is just me, the 50th anniversary is coming. Like, why did you wait till now to refurbish this, John? And it's not going to be open to 2022. Have, does that make any sense to you, or is it they me? Had month, they had months during the pandemic when they could have done pretty much anything they wanted to. So I, I don't understand why all, everything wasn't refurbished at that time. But... Yeah, uh, roller coaster will be closed from January 4th and uh, 2022 until mid-April 2022. Unfortunately, closure will not see any improvements to the show or a repair of the Yeti animatronic figure. Work will place uh, take uh, take place on the ride control system. So, yeah, yeah a, that sounds more something safety. So maybe that's why it has to be get done because there's something that popped up that is a safety concern. Yeah, I I just don't understand why they don't fix this ride. I really don't. That'll be in, closed. Why not? Yeah, it'll be in my bugaboo forever. And I not okay. And how about we even do this? I even let Disney off the hook a little bit on it. But do you think they could do something better with that area besides the disco lights? I mean, you're telling me with all these brains. I mean, Bob Chapik and Bob Iger are the, and 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 Demarco, they're the three most brilliant men in the entire world. Do you think they could do something better than that stupid Yeti hanging there in that area? Disco Yeti. Yeah, I mean, is it not? I mean, that's just so beneath them, dude. The way they 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 mess that up. I, I don't know. I mean, that what they they should just go cook Mr. Potato Head over at Hollywood Studios and stop him from working too to call it a day. Yeah, I like baked potato. That's fine. Yeah, I love baked potato. Oh, dude, speaking of cooking, <laughs> uh, we we ate well this past couple weeks. But my wife, we had a great Labor Day weekend and the whole nine yards and uh. But, uh, yeah, have you ever done a cod steaks on the grill? No. Dude, so good. I mean, they really, it's like a bone-in ribeye with cod. Have you ever have you ever gotten, you've never gotten them? No, the only cod I ever see down here, honestly, is because it's not a common fish off the coast here. Um, so we never, I don't even see, think I ever see fresh cod. It's only, you know, the minced and then, uh, battered and uh, oh. frozen fish stick type cod you see down here. So. No, we get a lot of cod up here and, uh, and we'll get it in the fillets and stuff like that. But the other day I was at the, uh, supermarket and I wanted to cook for Brenda and, and me. I wanted some fish uh, Friday night. I made it and uh, cause I got mama flaming yawn and I got us a couple cod steaks. I was going in for salmon. But they had like four salmons there, and all of it's farm-raised. It's like, I don't want you. I don't want farm-raised salmon. I don't understand how hard it is to get wild-caught salmon, John. Do you? Yeah, and when it does, when you do find it, it's really expensive. So, But, yeah, I mean, I agree. I want I want something that was swimming in the ocean a couple of days yeah, ago. Yeah, that is actually healthy for you. I mean, this yeah. farm-raised stuff is not good for you. So, anyway, I seen fresh Atlantic cod, steaks. I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. Dude, they have, like, the bone on the outside, the whole nine yards. And what is awesome about it, you could throw them right directly on the grill, like a steak. 
right on the grates. Let it cook like six to eight minutes on each side, John. It comes off the, it flips over. It looks just like a, freak, a freaking regular steak, John, with the grill marks in it. I marinate them in a little bit of um, mandarin sauce. I mean, they were so good, John, and garlic and all. But they cut, and what's nice about them is it's like eating a scallop with the texture of it. The outside yeah. is a little like because you get that little bit of char on it, like the and little sear, yeah, yeah, little sear on it, and then the inside, if it's cooked right, is nice and soft, like a flaky fish. You know what I mean? So good, John. So yeah, good. Yeah, sounds good. But I, no, I've never seen those anywhere at all down here. So I don't know if it's just not common or what. But yeah. No, it was delicious. I have to admit, I made them the other night, and Presley got a flame mignon. How many dogs you know get like a flame mignon cooked for them once every couple of weeks? You know, and I'm sure he appreciates it, but he would probably just have been happy with a hamburger patty. I'm just saying. Nah. <laughs> well, I had to buy mom a steak because not had to. I wanted to. Mom loves her steak. So I got a two pack and one was Presley's. And <laughs> he, he loved it, dude. He has, uh, he has you a, know, I, I love my dog, but I think uh, I would just have frozen that steak and saved it for next time. <laughs> but that's uh, he's my boy, man. I would eat. I would eat bread and i would eat wonder bread before i and give him the steak before i i love that kid much as he pisses me off i love that dog and the time i have off again working for myself like i've even grown more in love with him if i possibly can because the little angry son of a gun is just like his dad <laughs> follows me around and we're like freaking frack john just complaining about everything yeah, absolutely <laughs> misery loves company john you know that uh the new music coming out for Disney Enchanted with Gravity winner Philip Lawrence. Are you excited about this new Enchanted? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I, I see some people are very upset that uh, Happily Ever After uh, fireworks are going away. And I know a lot of people are upset with Wishes leaving. So, uh, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I have yet to find a, a show at the Magic Kingdom that meant a lot to me. Um, basically, because when J.J. was young, we never stopped, stayed at magic kingdom to watch the fireworks if we were going to watch a show we were going over to uh uh epcot to watch the tapestry and nation's parade and then the illumination so those are the shows that meant a lot to me um so i haven't got attached to any of the fireworks uh, i used to love the electrical parade um that has great memories but yeah i don't know i'll go check it out when it opens and hopefully hopefully i, I like it so like I loved it, and we were redundant with this. We repeat it all the time. I do love the new mapping on the castle and all. I think that's beautiful and all, and I like the show. But it's kind of like, I, I mean, I liked Wishes. If I had to pick out of all the shows that were at the Magic Kingdom, Wishes was probably my favorite of all of them because it had its own music. If you understand, it was it was me. Like the mapping ones now that they've been doing at the Magic Kingdom, I do love to look at it and all. But it's like they just it was like. The mapping works, and we're just going to play all the Disney songs. You know what I'm saying, John? It's like yeah, there's no yeah. meaning to it. It's like zippity-doo-dah, zippity, and then Toy Story, and you just go from song to song, which is a, it's it's fine, but it's nothing special in its own. Does that make sense? It's not a story. Yeah. No. There's no – it's no story to it. And that's why we that, – I think that's why the people that did like Illuminations, that's why we liked it so much. There was an actual story being told. It was great fireworks and a great show, but there was a story to be told at the same time, so – Dude, it had a beginning, a middle, and an end. Like it should yeah. have. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Like, dude, as soon as you, as soon as you heard, <laughs> you, 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 you were like excited. Am I wrong? Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. And just standing there by the lake, you know, talking to your wife, waiting for it to show up, enjoying a nice cold beer. Yeah, it was good times. Yeah, you would hear this, and then. 
<laughs> and, and happiness was upon you, am I wrong, John? <laughs> Uh, yep, yep. You know what I do sometimes? If I work until 8.30 or so, I'll stop um, and grab my soda at 7-Eleven and then park at the cast member parking lot behind the Magic Kingdom. Um, and the fireworks are obviously fired from back there. So they go up and they basically are – you're literally – in the middle of the fireworks right there. So it's a great place to watch just the fireworks. You don't get the show. I don't see the mapping on the castle or anything like that. But if you just want to see fireworks, it's, it's a great place to sit for 10 minutes and watch it. That's cool. Yeah. And what is uncool is, uh, dude, I'm sorry. I just ain't buying the creation (laughs) shop. Are you buying the creation shop? I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, it's like, even the name is like, what does it mean? Are you, do I go in and create the stuff in the store? I mean, really, what is it? The, the, the creation shop sounds like a uh, the dino thing or, at T-Rex where you make your own dinosaur yeah. or it, build a bear. You know, that's yes. what I was looking for. It sounds like a build a bear shop. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what are we creating? What are, what are I mean, I, I was looking for a figment shirt. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't get it. I, I mean, mouse gears at least meant something to me. You understand? What? I mean, it's hard to explain, but it fit with it. Like, I don't get what the creation shop is. Are we going, like you said, are we, are we going to go in and all create our own outfits? <laughs> are we making our own steady bears? Oh, I'm going to go in the back and, and thread some shoelaces into some shoes? <laughs> or what, what am I doing here? Am I creating my own my own stuff? I, I don't get it. I don't like the name. Give me back my mouse gears. I don't know why that had to change. Yeah, and it's opening soon. Creation Shop Epcot's flagship merchandise store will reopen or will open September 15th. So, you know what? And and uh, I'm pretty sure that we'll, you're unhappy with it and complain about it, but it's going to be better than that temporary store they have open. So. Oh, absolutely. That, yeah, that temporary store is just it's it's not it's not nice. Well, that temporary store is as sad as uh, all the Disney stores closing and all going into into Target. I mean, it's going to be nice seeing odds and ends and being able to see, like, Disney pins and T-shirts and stuff like that even more at Target. But it's still not going to be the same as walking in. Dude, walking into a Disney store gives you that little bit of feel that you're at the parks. I would say at one time. Um, but me and you have talked about that before. At one time, you'd go in there and they had adult T-shirts and they had uh, and they had bags and other stuff for adults. But the mm-hmm. last couple of times, at least down here, when I've been into a Disney store, it's nothing but a children's clothing shop, and see, that's all it is. So. See, at least ours in Deffert, like we have one in the mall that's local that they've redid it a few years ago. It does have some adult shirts. I've bought a few in their T-shirts. They have the three or two for twenty-five stuff like that, and they have kids there, but they. What they do have, John, is they have a bunch of Christmas stuff, like ornaments and stuff, and they okay. also have like a bunch of coffee cups and stuff like that. And then they also carry like a lot of the figurines of all the characters, the sets. So you can actually like they'll have like an all Marvel thing, a Marvel section, and and it's mo- it's mo- it's I'd say it's eighty percent kids, but even the stuff that they do have for kids is kind of stuff that reminds you of being in the parks. Yeah. It, it isn't just all the stuffed animals, if you get what I'm saying. It, it is. It does give you the feeling. And then they also have a little area, which is very nice, that it's like a little sitting area where the kids can go in. It's like, and it kind of reminds you of something in the parks where they have TVs on playing Disney movies. So it kind of yeah. gives. It has a little bit of a Disney atmosphere to it. Now I'm going to get 
the, the big red store. The only positive thing is if you have a Target card, you get 5% off. <laughs> oh, there you go. And uh, I don't know. I bet you this probably never happened to you. Me and Lisa were shopping at one uh, in the Florida Mall years and years ago. I think JJ was like seven. And we couldn't find what we were looking for. And we looked at each other and went, oh, well, I bet the Emporium has it. So we just went to the Magic Kingdom and bought it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I can't do that, so, Johnny. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, why am I shopping at a Disney store to begin with? <laughs> yeah. This, yeah, we the, literally drive there. So The store I absolutely missed the most was the one in St. Augustine in that mall. Oh, yeah, the uh, – uh, what the, were those places called? They were like Disney retail. Like they were all yeah, the – Yeah, there was – It was like cast, It was like the cast, the cast connection that you guys go yes, to but yes, for regular yeah. folk. Yeah. Yeah, there was one down here that me and Lisa went to a, a lot before I actually worked out there and was able to go to cast connection. Um, there was one at the factory outlet malls in Orlando and uh, a character warehouse. Yes. That yes, the that's the name of it. Yep. Yep. And, uh, yeah, they had great prices on stuff. Dude. And it was always, always on our, our to-do list to go over there. So I would get $50 sweatshirts for 10 bucks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would get, we would grab, we would stop there on the way home and buy a bunch of, that was also the place where, oh my God, I forgot Aunt Mailey. Let me go get some for Aunt Mailey. <laughs> yeah, your last minute uh, yeah. souvenirs on the way back. You got home. everybody, but do we get some for Joe? Oh, oh no, we got to stop. <laughs> Cast Connection was like it, it, it our leaving. excuse to stop, basically. Yeah, <laughs> so. and then, then Doug would buy five t-shirts and a hat, <laughs> hat for himself. Um. Oh, geez. Here we go. Has Disney abandoned plans for a harmonious daytime fountain as concept art is removed? What's going on with this, John? They're just going to leave it be ugly? Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, doot, doot, doot. If it loads. With the debut of Harmonious just three weeks away, Epcot fans have been questioning what has happened to the daytime fountains that some hope would improve the daytime appearance of the show <laughs> Hardware in the Lagoon and a departure from previous Epcot nighttime spectaculars where hardware was removed from the Lagoon after each show. It was decided that the Harmonious Show platforms would remain permanently docked in full view of guests in the center of World Showcase Lagoon. To help maintain the visual intrusion, Disney announced in November of last year that designers would use the hardware now, for daytime fountains. Now, now stop right there, and I'll let you continue, but... Even though those fountains, the way it is there, it looks good, right? Yeah. But what? Tell me it doesn't. It just takes away. Doesn't it look better without them? And you could see the Moroccan Pavilion, the American Pavilion, and all. And, and Japan, isn't that more beautiful than seeing these ugly fountains? I, I agree. But if they are there, I at least want the fountains going. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, if they're going to have to be there, at least put the make sure the fountains work. It. Yeah. Concept art was shown during the announcement, and shortly afterwards, signs were positioned around Road Showcase that included concept art of both the daytime look and the harmonious show. Installation teams have been testing many fountain effects over the past year in what appeared to be an effort to produce a daytime look for the fountains. The results do not appear to have been very successful. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> it looks like a water leak every time you see yeah. it. <laughs> With many guests who have seen the testing report it being underwhelmed with the effect. Yeah, that sucked. Uh, so far, the fountains have yet to make a daily appearance with the show platform sitting idle throughout the day. In addition, over the past couple of weeks, concept art included the daytime fountains has been removed from the World Showcase promenade. Uh, so has Disney decided against the daytime fountains or simply waiting until October 1st to be a complete switch for the daytime and nighttime versions? We'll find out soon. Stay tuned. <laughs> 
Yeah, Cheapy Chapik and Bob and Money Grub and Bob probably got the the electric bill for the fountains pumping and said, "Nah, we'll keep this money. I got to pay my own mansion electric bill with that money," because, dude, it's ugly. It is absolutely ugly. Yeah, it looks like Stargate. Yeah, it's pretty hideous. And yet, admit I've been yapping about that from the beginning, and you've heard way too much about it. I, I can't imagine. Really? You're unhappy with this? Huh. Dude, I am right about that. I was right all along about the ugliness of that. You got to at least there's, give there's me a, that. There's a, there's a whole lot of Epcot you're not too tickled with right now. No, <laughs> it's not. The creation shop, the <laughs> fountains. So. No, it, 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 and, and I love my Epcot, John. Don't get me wrong. It's just the most beautiful thing of all, one of the most beautiful thing of all the parks. Dude, it was like, if they'd have put, what they should do is Disney and, uh, Right, they should do at the end of Main Street before you see the castle. They should just put a big, maybe a, a hat up to cover that, like they did the Chinese theater. It's basically doing the same thing the World Showcase. Am I wrong? Pretty much. I mean, they built all that. They went through all that trouble of getting putting the uh, replica of the Chinese theater in there, and then put a big sorcerer's hat in front of it. So, and yeah. you've got the beautiful lagoon with the. Uh, view of all the countries and now we're just going to put these giant iron sculptures yeah. out there i mean you know what doug maybe there's a hope that the the show is not good and then they just yank everything out and sell it scrap metal yeah well i hope so john i mean i i just wish they could like pay the union members to move the barges back and forth it, it you did it with uh, illuminations i don't know why you couldn't do it with this it's again yeah, and being with cheap what you said i mean yeah with what you said was there all these great minds and everything they couldn't think of a way to tote them back and forth every night so, yeah they uh, could have bought they could have formed into two sections it, while it works better i mean literally those fountains out there look like you ever see the the the, the video of uh the fire boats out on the hudson river practicing shooting the water out of the boats that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's exactly what these look like when they were spraying it was horrible uh disney's skyliner joins the mo- world's most magical celebration what's that about john yeah disney skyliner is joining the most magical celebration with a 50th anniversary wrap on a couple of skyliner gondolas mm. uh, so they're yellow ones and their windows have the uh, chippendale uh, uh, yeah they have the uh, 50th logo and the iridescent colors and chippendale doug squirrels on the there, two squirrels so. are in there buddy <laughs> mickey and minnie are on the side with window with chippendale accompanying the 50 logo on the front uh, world's most magical celebration on the back. So, ah, I love yeah. it. They look beautiful. Just don't sweat the death in them. Yeah, you know what? And uh, I hear a lot of people complaining about. And here's here's something, Doug. The I breaking I, down is the biggest problem, not the sweating so far. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, yeah, I've heard a lot of people complain about that. And it's it's to me when you were trying to decide of what type of transportation system to put into Central Florida, and you know. Every afternoon during the summer, it pours rain for an hour and thunder and lightning. Maybe don't go with something that's going to have to be shut down during thunder and lightning. Oh, absolutely. I, it just how do you how do you make that decision? I don't know why they just it. I don't know why they just sit make more monorails. Well, I really that's don't because I've always heard they're super massively expensive, and so that's why they don't do any more of those. Yeah, oh, Doug, they can't even replace the ones they have. Them. I know it's so. it's wah. They have the money. Wah. Stop it already. It's just being cheap. You know, I like the gondolas. I like the Skyliner. I've ridden them several times, and, and it's not as 
hot as I thought it was going to be. I mean, uh, I honestly thought it was going to be like a microwave in there, you know, um, but it's not as hot as it, I thought it was going to be. But I also am worried to death that I get broken now, get stuck on one, and I don't want to get stuck on one. No, so. I don't blame you. And and the thing of it is, the odds are pretty good. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, going over to your other unfavorite site now, John. Yeah, them guys, troublemakers. They were right about that, though, the last one, Johnny. Doesn't look like he's coming back. I can't get it to load for some reason. They don't, my my Apple computer don't like them either, John. <laughs> there it goes. Yeah, I got it. Uh, it, it. I read the, I, I popped this on earlier to, to look at it, and they had the review of the Mickey Push Pop from Kona Cafe at the Polynesian Village. They basically said it was just cooked cake and ice cream and stuff, and it's got a, a a Halloween theme to it, but that does not look like Mickey Mouse on the top of that. Does that look like remotely like Mickey to you? No, it's orange. It looks more like Rizzo from uh, the Muppets, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, if anything, it certainly does not look like Mickey. But... No, it does not. It looks like a. I mean, it looked like Mickey got shoved into an orange peel or something. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's creepy looking. It honestly. is. I. I'd be no like. <laughs> I know it's supposed to be Halloween, but it. <laughs> Nah, me no like that. Did they think it was good or no? Uh, they like I said, they they thought the cake was it was well done and the icing was was well made. It was tasty. Um, and and the theming they liked because it you know it was I guess for their kid it was fun to eat and stuff with, but nothing super special. So. And we talked earlier about Splash Mountain. The one that gets me the most is I can't believe Country Bear Jamboree's still around. <laughs> <laughs> and and again, it's all history. I mean, I feel bad. You, know, you give my point, John, but it's like, what what do you think's worse, Country Bear Jamboree or Splash Mountain? <laughs> Mama, don't shoot little Buford. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> stop already. I don't get. That's my point, dude. I don't get rhyme or reason. Uh, yeah, there's there's definitely some uh, serious issues with Country Bear Jamboree, but yeah. I don't know it, it. I don't know it's funny too. And Lisa actually likes going into Carousel of Progress, and then uh, the one part where um, uh, he's introducing his daughter and she and but they're friends. <laughs> yeah. She's in her bloomers. Yeah, but they're all friends. Yeah, so. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Uh, construction walls removed from around the Jamboree. They did updates on that. Jelly Rolls to reopen in mid-October. I heard they ain't hiring the piano players back, though, or something. Am I wrong about that? Oh, that's good news. Did you hear Yeehaw's coming back? Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, yeah I heard awesome. that, but I didn't hear anything about Jelly And Jelly Rolls wouldn't be the same if it's not a dueling piano bar. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think what it is is maybe it is. For a while there, there was talks they weren't going to bring back the original piano players that everybody loves, you know, because they kind of have a following the same way Yeehaw Bob does. So, but on Facebook Live tonight, Jelly Rolls penist, penist Scott Kilwine announced that Jelly Rolls, the popular dueling piano bar on the boardwalk around Crescent Lake behind Epcot, will reopen in mid-October. Kilwine, one of the favorite performers at Jelly Rolls, conducted a Facebook live stream tonight where he performed a number of the classic hits in the midst of his performance. And again, at the end of the stream, he told his audience that the Bluff Hangout would reopen in October. That is awesome. And I like the you fact he was doing a live show for the people. That's awesome, too. I know where Jelly Rolls is. I know it was a piano, a uh, dueling piano bar, and we stayed at Boardwalk several times, but I don't. I think that's another place I've never been into. Yeah, many moons ago I was in. 
So it's a good time. I finally saw finally saw Yeehaw Bob about two years ago, and that was the first time I'd ever seen him. So no. Oh, Disney no longer offering third party tickets to third party cast members either. I mean, come on, Disney. Uh, 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 Disney no longer offering tickets to third-party cast members first. Disney Fab 50 statues arrive, ride vehicles live. So now they're saying, like, Yeehaw Bob and any of these performers ain't going to get park tickets now, John. No, no, those are cast members. No, the third party are, are people at Disney Springs, like working at Ron John's, working oh, at okay. uh, uh, um, places like that. And uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it because you, you work at Disney, but at the same time, you don't get paid by Disney. So, I mean, you know, it's it's and, and you hear a lot of them on on the uh, cast member groups complaining and stuff. But if you want all the perks of working at Disney, go work at Disney. I mean, just because you work at Ron John's doesn't mean you're a cast member. So uh, I hear you. I just, yeah, give them a discount. Give them some. They, they give the hotels on Hotel Plaza Boulevard the same perks. Again, the big guys get the money, the little guy gets screwed. Yeah, and the people that work there don't. So, yeah, yeah, you understand what I'm saying? But they're giving yeah. the hotel the same perks as everybody else. But yeah. anybody that works in the in the place, the maids and the, and the baristas at the Starbucks and all, they don't get any perks. That's yeah, my point. as far point. as I know, the Dolphin and the Swan, their, their employees don't get the same uh, no. perks. So. so that's my point, John. I don't know. I, and, and But then, like I said, I... I understand the same thing, but the main reason I work at Disney is for the perks, and but that's why I work at Disney, not at you know uh, the Swan and Dolphin, because mm-hmm. I I'm pretty sure I could get a job at the Swan and Dolphin actually making more money because of my experience with food and warehousing and stuff like that. But I don't want to work at the Swan and Dolphin. I want to work at Disney. So, okay, preach, John, preach. It's all you do <laughs> is preach, preach, preach. Uh, I got to yeah, sit here yeah. and listen to it. You know. <laughs> Uh, Disney revamped sporting group system again for Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Oh. You hear anything about this, John? They're trying to fix something that's broke 50 different times. Yeah, it's it it. I don't know. It's a great ride, but yeah. oh boy. In order to make joining the virtual queue for Star Wars Rise of the Resistance at Disneyland Hollywood Studios as well as web slingers, what? Uh, oh, and, uh, and Spider-Man at yeah, California Adventure. I was getting really confused yeah. because that's universal here. I yeah. uh, guess can now confirm their par- party up to one hour before group ordering opens. So, uh, it's in the guess virtual need queue. To find the virtual queue option in my day one hour before the queue is available. Then they will see an option to confirm their party. So, yeah, I don't know. They're just time. trying to work out the bugs. John, why are two animatronics missing from my beautiful spaceship Earth? I don't know which one. Maybe it's dude. Is it is it the paper guy? Maybe no. They're gonna fix paper guy. No, they're never gonna fix him, John. He's there, back turned with his face. Some somebody must have threw something in his face, and he's never the same. Two audio minutes. I felt. I feel like. Okay. I feel like I should have. I, I should have transferred over to spaceship Earth just for one one pay period just to see what's wrong with uh paper guy paper boy yeah so, you'd be doing the show anim- you'd be doing the show a major service if you did john <laughs> two audio animatronics are currently missing from spaceship earth at epcot uh first one of the cavemen is missing near the beginning of the ride and 
uh, in Rome, this animatronic looks like he's talking to a horse as a soldier he usually talks to is gone. Yeah, he's giving the orders to the horse. Uh, well, he's... You know, they had intelligent uh, horses during the uh, Roman period. So. I'll tell you what, I know some horses that are smarter than some of the people I work with, John. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, several I... on, on, animatronics were also non-functional. The radio announcer has had his hand perpetually raised. Uh, no members of the family watching the moon landing or moving. And uh, scientists also appeared stuck. Mm. A major overhaul of Spaceship Earth was announced a few years ago, and the ride was set to close last year. However, the refurbishment was indefinitely delayed due to the COVID-19. It's been rumored that ride will close soon for the update, which would also focus on updating the 40-year-old ride system, but nothing has been confirmed. That said, the removal of these animatronics seems to be more of a standard refurbishment. We will hopefully see them back soon. Well, hopefully Bob gets the gate and the drawbridge fixed around his moat, and he can put the money back into this and get it done before the celebration's over, John. Uh, I think so. Uh, what else do we have here, Johnny? Just more vault collection at Walt Disney World. Archway piece installed above Tron. Are they putting this together one piece at a time, John? <laughs> I mean, is Tron going to open? At some point, maybe, someday. I don't know. I've heard they were doing testing vehicles and testing on that. Yeah, we talked last week about running that machine through there and testing the the uh, path and everything. So I, I don't know. I hope so. I'm, I'm hoping one night I drive by and they're running the cars on there. So I'll let you know if I see it. Oh, yeah, please do, Johnny. You got new Star Wars. Uh, what's this one, John? New limited edition Star Wars Galaxy's Edge first order pins marches into Walt Disney World. You getting that, John? 709? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> There's way too much uh, Star Wars merchandise for me to try to keep up with. You, I, I'll say this now. Unless you get the actual sword that Kylo Ren or Rey is holding, none of the others are going to be worth anything. <laughs> Don't buy it as an investment, John. Am I wrong? Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Some of that stuff. There's, there's And it's too much of it made. So. Limited edition means 80 million made. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really don't see much more, Johnny. Do you? No. No. I don't see a whole lot else going on. So. No. Just a lot of the same stuff. Uh, I don't know. I'm just uh, excited about some football today, John. You and me both, buddy. It's about time. So I actually have today off, so I'm going to go home and watch, uh, watch a red zone all day. Sounds good to me. Uh, well, if the Eagles is live, uh, you should watch that whole game so we can do a report on it next episode, John. <laughs> you know, Doug, I don't have a chance to talk much as it is. Uh, if I talked about the Eagles, I'm pretty sure 95% of the show would be me going, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. 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 You're right. You're right. Yep. Oh, you got your new. That's another story. You did get your new name tag, John. Yeah, I got my 50th anniversary one. We start wearing them September 27th. So, yep. Yeah, and it was they. They look pretty good. So. Well, that's cool. And one other thing here, a new baby white rhino was born at the Animal Kingdom, John. You know, I love to announce when the babies are born over at the Animal Kingdom. And they've, it seems to be the, the animals have been rather uh, frisky. Here. Yeah, they've been frisky. 
Yeah, it seems like there's been a lot of uh, bursts in the last well, couple of uh, they couple they months. they got busy because there was nobody peeking at them for like a year, there dude. You go. They could get they they could put the Barry White on and let's get it on. Yeah, that 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 definitely explains the explosion of deer population. Oh yeah, too. If you go to Disney and you don't see a deer, you're you're uh, not paying attention because they're all over the friggin' place. Dude, that back road by well, the the campground, the wilderness oh, yeah, campground, it's like yeah. full of them. Yep. Uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom has welcomed, welcomed another baby as a white rhino calf was born this morning. Dr. Mark Penning, the vice president of Disney Animal Kingdom Science and Environmental Division, announced the birth on Instagram. The rhino calf is part of the endangered population. Dr. Penning also noted that the more information about the calf born to mom, J.O., won't be known for uh, for a while as mom and baby must have an ample bo- bonding time. They got to be left alone. But it shows pictures. Oh my God, the baby is so adorable, John. It's adorbs, John. <laughs> well, almost all babies are cute. So. Yeah, dude, I was a gorgeous baby. I'm just saying. All the nurses were jealous. Is that what you're saying? Oh yeah. I mean, my baby pictures were like I was gorgeous, and then. What happened to me, and then all of a sudden I got handsome again, John. I I did have a like a, a three month period where I was getting nervous about I wasn't going to be gorgeous, and then it I was over it. But anywho, I digress, John. Let's quit talking about me because we you know we do that enough, right? Huh? What? Yeah. Man, yeah. Sure. But anyhow, you're going to head home, watch some football, enjoy your day. Yep, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. So uh, we'll see if your Eagles can pull out the win. Uh, I think they will, but if they don't, I'm not. I, I just want them to. I just want to see progress, dude. Like a lot of people have no expectations, low exp. It's either they're gonna win three games or ten games here. There's no in between if you follow me. And and I think it's gonna be hard because we have a new head coach, and new head coaches usually don't win their first season. So yeah, it's hard to start start out of the gate like that. So yeah, yeah. yeah not and, and not with a young said, team. He's, he's played, but he doesn't have a whole lot of experience just yet. No. So. They actually have tape on the kid. So I think he's going to be good. I'm 100% behind him. I tried to get my stinking godson to trade me him in our Dynasty League because he's a stupid Cowboys fan. My brother raised him horribly. But he's a stupid Cowboys fan that's drafted Jalen Hurts last year to spite me. And now he won't trade him to me. So How do you live up in the Northeast and, and you're a fan of – I mean, I understand down here. Everybody's fan of everybody else down here. But how do you live in a city or around a city and you're a fan of uh, – team on the other side of the country because uh, he was raised you know his dad did a horrible horrible job because <laughs> when he was born is when the cowboys were winning all the time you oh, follow me God. you know yeah so you know oh, it's just like all the stupid lebron and laker fans around here you know they root for you live here in new jersey and you're rooting for the lakers you, you always have that and and now you got a lot of the stupid patriots fans too it's like when i was a kid it was cowboys and steelers because they won all the time and then you had the people oh my god i love joe montana when he played at notre dame so i i root for the niners and then you had those niner fans and you always have the front runners dude you always do am i wrong Oh, absolutely. I mean, down here we always have the front runners, but then we've got so many transplants, and so it's also annoying. I mean, and I realize, Doug, when you move down here, you're going to obviously keep your affiliations to Philadelphia, but it, it is annoying to go to a Bucks game and be, at times, not anymore, but at times you would get 
there would be more Giants fans at the stadium than there would be uh, the Bucks. So it's a little disheartening. And well, baseball certainly like that. You know, anytime the Rays play the Boston Red Sox or the Yankees, I would say 70% of the crowds were friggin' them. So. Well, Eagles fans travel that same way, dude. They have tours out of here all the time. There's like thousands of them that will go to games. Yeah, and it, it's not only the tours. It's the the. Uh, they're locals yeah yeah that move down here and then they they hold on to their affiliation and i understand you grew up with the team and nowadays because of cable and uh uh you know obviously all of your uh tablets and everything else you know you used to move and you had to basically find another team because you weren't going to be able to see them but nowadays there's no reason you can't watch everything you want to watch about your team so Dude, when I when we've been talking about moving there, the first thing I told my wife before the, we even move into the house, and this is going back 20 years ago when I wanted to move there, it's when NFL Sunday ticket you had to buy, on the you could buy it on the PlayStation or you could buy it with the satellite. I told her I said there would be the satellite going up and that ticket would be ordered before I even got in the house. I mean because there's no way I was ever going to miss an Eagles game and. If I was, if I did go to the stands and set with the idiots, I would go in Tampa and root for the Eagles. But I don't go to games. So, but the one thing I will tell you, John, and these morons that root for these other teams, that'll say that they, they, they no, my uncle lived in Dallas and I grew up a Cowboy fan. I never have an uncle that grew up in Detroit that roots for the Lions or I never have a I never run into Cleveland Browns fans locally, if you understand what I'm saying, Johnny. It's always the teams that have won that they'll have an excuse that there's some affiliation. You know, I you know, we flew a plane over that city one time and I fell in love with it, you know. <laughs> but they never fall in love with any of the loser teams. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, you're pretty much right. That's, yeah, that's so. the way it is. But anyway, everybody enjoy the football games today. Everybody be kind to one another. And talk to you guys real soon. And again, we, you know, God bless all the first responders with 9-11 again. And say goodbye, John. Bye-bye, folks. Have a great week. Come see me on the buses. All aboard. Right, John? You got it. Later, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. That's it, guys. We're going to hop off our stools and pay our tabs and get on out of here. If you guys could, could you please head over to iTunes if you enjoy the show and leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Even if you don't, we'd really appreciate it. Also, you can head over to Twitter and find John at Beer Solo. You can find me at Grumpy6767. You can find us both at WDW Main Street on Twitter and Facebook. Also, head over to Podbeam and check out WDW Main Street and you can find all our sponsors there. Everybody be kind to one another. We will talk to you real soon. Bye, guys.